What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I'm Tasha Pierce, and this is After the Snap, virtual group therapy for everyone affected by Tony Stark's Snap. So, it's another Friday. We made it, y'all. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the party, and I've had such an interesting day so far. It's been quite a bit going on in my uh, in my world. I don't know particularly what to say, but weird stuff. This has been a weird week. <laughs> and uh, if my dad's wife happens to be watching this, I am wishing you a speedy recovery because, yes, we've had another uh crazy incident in the family and she was in a terrible accident yesterday and was uh, still in the hospital so I am wishing a speedy recovery to her also this is not even what I was supposed to be wearing today and I don't know if, if I'm getting if it's vocal going out here you guys let me know if you can hear me if there's anybody out there which it ain't looking it ain't looking like there's anybody out there if you're out there, let me know if you can hear me, if everything is coming through okay. Okay, uh, we're going to start with Mulan. Because remember, today was the day that Mulan uh, came out on Disney+. Plus, and just when I was about to spend that $30, just when I was prepared to spend it, I find out that if I could just wait till December 4th, I can, I can watch it with my regular Disney Plus stream streaming service. And guess what? That's what the hell I'm going to do. I am not paying the $30 to see Mulan early. Now, if there were children in the household or if like I had my niece here and that would be something that we could do together. But, uh, oh, thanks, Bridget. Thank you, Santana and Clarence. Thank you. So yeah, um, if I had somebody little, a little person here, then I would have paid the $30 and we would have watched it together today. But instead I watched a very X-rated uh, the boys, the first episode, I haven't watched too much more of it because yeah, I just been a bum today. So <laughs> I watched the first episode of that and I did also watch, uh, the fifth episode of lower decks. And let me tell you, both of them is not suitable for children. <laughs> so, but that's not what today is about today. I'm trying to figure out what NASA found in a galaxy far, far away. And then some Star Wars fans believe that it is proof that their cinematic universe really exists. Now, the galaxy that was found by NASA is also known as TXS0128 plus 554. And I'm pretty sure they could have given it a, very, a shorter name than that, but we, we roll it with what they gave us. TXS 018128 plus 554 is 500 million light years away in the constellation Cassiopeia. So it's also considered an active galaxy as it emits more light than all of its stars together. Now, in 2015, researchers found that galaxy or and they said that it was a faint source of gamma rays. And no, that does not also mean that the Hulk universe is real. But it says it found a faint source of gamma rays. And it wasn't until recently that they went in and took a closer look. And now after the Fermi announcement, they zoomed in a million times closer on the galaxy using, and listen to the name of this, this uh, radio antenna, the very long baseline array. So it charted its shape over time. And then they can see that it looks like a TIE fighter. So yes, it looks like Darth Vader's TIE fighter, which means that somewhere in the universe, Kylo Ren is waiting for me to shoot my shot. I'm telling you, I got a killer jumper. <laughs> Kylo, Ren, Kylo is waiting on me to shoot my shot. But because uh, it's going to be, it's 500 million miles away. It'll be a very, very long time before I can get to see Kylo Ren. So that is... Uh, reason to settle down. Star Wars universe, just settle down, okay? Speaking while we're in the Star Wars universe, Mandalorian season two, starting October 30th. 
on Disney Plus. And we were going to do an episode by episode weekly review for the series. And uh, how many how many episodes do we think we're going to get it launched? Because they said episodes available, uh, episodes with an S available October 30th on Disney Plus. So do we think we're getting an entire season? What do you think? Let me know. Or, or do you think we're going to at least get the first two episodes and then they'll continue with their week by week drops of those? Because I honestly believe that the week by week thing is a whole lot more fun as a fan. Because if I stream the entire season of something, I'm not going to talk about it too much afterwards. But if we're going week by week, like kind of like Lower Decks right now, if we're going week by week, then we we talk about it. It, it, it makes it builds up interest for other people. We're going to keep on talking about it and keep on sharing it and thus maybe convert some people into uh, into getting the streaming service. A lot of people have Disney Plus anyway, but let me know what you think. Also in Star Wars Star Wars news, we got some High Republic Yoda images. And unfortunately, I am not savvy enough to be putting this stuff in here. I got one thing I can put in here, but not a whole bunch of things because I'm not smart yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> but hundreds of years before A New Hope, we we had the uh, High Republic, and I am still a budding Star Wars fan. So it's not like I uh, I am the most knowledgeable Star Wars fan out there, but I do know that we saw in these High Republic photos we saw a younger looking Yoda, and Yoda had the look on his face like "fuck with me, don't," <laughs> and I thought. I thought it looked dope myself. Now I don't know what the real what the real Star Wars fans are gonna say if they're gonna think that this was some type of uh disrespect, maybe to their uh to their favorite characters. And I also don't know how big of a role you play in the High Republic Star Wars. I don't know if it's a TV show or if it's a movie, but whichever way it goes. Yoda looked like he is not for no games. He, this is not the same old Yoda that we saw in uh, all the other iterations of Star Wars. Now, moving right along, uh, let's talk about whiny, whiny fans. Because some of the most beloved uh, franchises in movies and TV have the most god-awful, horrible people that call themselves fans. And I'm saying this because in a lot of ways, we 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 forget that there is uh, living, breathing humans behind these characters that we love so much. And a lot of these, uh, a lot of these actors don't even want to be part of these big franchises, these easy paydays anymore, because we are the worst. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I am excluded in all of this. I'm pretty sure I can be brutal as well, but there's a line. And the latest person to uh, come out and say, I don't want to have nothing else to do with, with the fans of this universe is John Boyega. And he's been making noise quite a bit here lately. And people think that he's just being difficult. But what I'm seeing is a person who uh, signed into a large franchise and immediately felt the backlash. There's segments of all these fandoms that are horrible, but the Star Wars community did not initially embrace uh, John Boyega's Finn. In fact, they, they the the, the uh, anti-Black element, they came out. Uh, people who didn't appreciate what type of character he was portraying, and moving on in the franchise, moving on in the movies that he had signed on for, we we actually saw his role being lessened. I thought that, and, and again, not super Star Wars fan. So we put that out there. So I don't have like a, a dog in the fight. But uh, it started out with this is a character who I wanted to see more of and I wanted to see 
uh, what his arc would be. And then suddenly we weren't seeing a whole lot of him anymore. Suddenly the focus was elsewhere. And I was thinking to myself, they dropped a huge opportunity to to uh, to fill this this character out and make him whole. Instead, now we see in this this these segments, these broken segments of a of a a, a character. I just didn't like what they did with Finn, and apparently, uh, John Boyega didn't either. And then he came out to say that even some of the John Boyega is a young black man. And what he wanted to do was be a young black man. And I mean, when I'm not on set, I'm just a, a young black dude and I'm out here trying to have fun. That's the way he felt. But when you sign on to the Star Wars machine, they kind of want to they kind of want to control your image. So things that he would do as a young black man wasn't it wasn't jiving with uh Lucas Films. Now, does that mean that uh, he should blast them? If if it was only like that, if that was the only thing that was wrong, I would say, you know, you had to know signing on to this big franchise that something like this would happen. You would have to kind of give up parts of your of your autonomy to be a part of this this uh, universe. But then you're telling me he's also saying that in universe or on on set they didn't have people who looked like him so when it comes time to do stuff like hair and makeup and and wardrobe there was nobody who had his that that had his experience with those things these are people who and I'm I'm sorry there are very few white people who can do something with this i look at my hair right now it's wet <laughs> I could hardly do anything with it. There are very few white people who understand what what's going on. <laughs> so, so it's always important if you have white actors and if you have black actors and actresses that you represent them in wardrobe, you represent them in makeup, you represent them in hair because we have an we have a very different experience. Extremely different. So, I kind of understand why he's pretty much telling the Star Wars fans to fuck off. I, I understand it 100% and completely, and I'm with him. Will I continue to watch the movies? Of course I will. I'm going to continue to to follow the universe because it's something that I came into very late. I watched the original three movies when I was a little, little girl. And then we watched them over and over again. So, yes, the first three movies I was 100% uh, aware of and I liked them. But I didn't like them so much as a little girl that I was like, oh, I'm going to become a, a Star Wars fanatic. And when the next set of movies came out and I was 20 something years old, I really wasn't that interested in going to see them. That Now, uh, I watched the entire run of Star Wars movies about... I think that was two years ago. And I did. I like them. I like them. And I I will continue to follow the universe. But Disney, Lucasfilms, get your shit together. When when and in our and the fans, we need to get our stuff together too. Because when you got people who won't sign to to work in a a, a cash grab universe, that means that we suck. <laughs> We suck. So let me know your thoughts on uh, John Boyega, what he had to say about Star Wars universe, and also what uh, what I just said about us. How bad do we suck? Speaking of entitled fans, we're going to get, uh, well, the folks over at WB have really been listening to their fans lately. And finally, we're getting of course, the, the uh, Snyder Cut. And now we're getting part two of DC Fandom, and that's going live on September 12th. Now, a significant number of diehards were having a fit about how many panels were scheduled for the August 22nd event. So Warner rescheduled half of it for another weekend. And that installment is going to give us uh, 
Explore the Multiverse. And that's going to be September 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I can't do the math in my head right now. I think that's going to be uh, 7 a.m. where I am. And instead of a just rolling schedule of panels, fans are going to be able to choose their own experience from the on-demand de on selections. And the schedule can be found at dcfandom.com. It is once again jam-packed. And this event is also for 24 hours only, so choose your panels wisely. While we're on DC, I know everybody heard about Robert Pattinson, the Batman. That movie has been shut down again because Robert Pattinson himself has contracted uh, the COVID-19 virus. And we were all so excited about this whole thing going back into production and how what we saw in that little teaser trailer was just so awesome and and the fight and all of this stuff. And I'm I'm in my mind, I'm saying, shh, 2020 can hear you. Because 2020 definitely heard. Oh, you guys excited about this movie? Let me see if I can throw a monkey wrench in there because. 2020, fucking 2020. So uh, things have slowed down. Uh, people are quarantined. Uh, Robert, Pat Robert Pattinson himself has been confirmed to have COVID-19. And uh, yeah, we're going to wait to see. We want to wait to see basis because he was exposed or he was uh, around a lot of people, which means a lot of people could have been exposed to this virus as well. So this may, he may just be the beginning. And he also, you know, they may have been using the correct protocols to keep the virus from, from spreading. So hopefully that's the case. And uh, after Robert Pattinson gets over his little bout of this, and hopefully it's not a severe bout, then they can get back in, uh, in production. So we also found out that The Rock Dwayne Johnson and his family also uh, had been battling COVID-19. And that was a very sad thing because I could tell that he is the type of person who kind of thinks that he should be able to beat anything, number one. And number two, he wanted to protect his family. And when the entire family goes down and you have to see your baby sick, your wife, you know, uh, even him, he said it was a pretty bad, uh, a pretty bad experience for himself. He said he had never experienced anything like that. So, uh, if The Rock and Robert Pattinson can catch COVID nineteen, your ass can too. So please, <laughs> wash your hands, wear a mask, do everything that you can to stop the spread because I don't want to hear of anybody else suffering from this. Uh, from this illness, even though I know that it's not, it's not over. And I also promised, and I, sometimes I forget what I promised because this right here, it ain't water. So sometimes I forget what I promised, but this week I put it in my notes to make sure that I remembered. As promised, I will give you a brief uh, overview of who the Court of Owls are. You get it? Who? <laughs> so. In the comics, the Court of Owls is a shadow government of sorts, and it has been control of the city for years, kind of like the Illuminati of Gotham City. Now, they are rich and powerful, and they pull the strings of the judicial and political systems. And when someone runs afoul, see, I did it again. <laughs> when someone runs afoul of their wishes, they are known to dispatch their talents. And the talents are a group of orphans who've been trained as assassins and they take care of the, the dirty work of the cabal. Now, this seems to be the angle that Matt Reed is taking with this young, vengeful, and inexperienced Batman. And he learns that the justice, justice system that he is vowed to protect and uphold needs a complete overhaul and finds out how he Batman has been part of the master plan of the Court of Owls all along. Now I have it on, on absolute supreme authority that the Court of Owls is not just an urban legend, 
So if you want to learn how the Court of Owls is also a, a United States threat, you got to watch this. And Biden and essentially tries to blame shift to you for the violence there. Uh, your reaction? Well, these are terrible and very incompetent people. Portland's been burning for many years. For decades, it's been burning, but now it's gotten to a point they don't want to do. I watched the mayor try and get in with these people, and he was living with this curse. They're living with a curse. They say that when you walk through the streets of Portland, this is years and years of burning and it's, well, it's not last 90 days. It's been really no, no. Chaos. It's been horrible in the last Protests. 90 days. But no, it's been going on for many. It's been going on for many, many years. It's like you're in. I, I won't name the city, but it's a city someplace in the world that's not so good. Okay, it's a terrible situation. The Oregon Biden, governor. Well, Biden is. I, I don't even like to mention Biden because he's not controlling anything. Who, who do you they think is pulling them. Biden's strings? Uh, is it former Obama people officials? that you've never heard of? People that are in the dark shadows, people that... Oh, what does that mean? That sounds like conspiracy theory. Dark shadows, no, what is that? No, people that you haven't heard of. They're, they're people that are on the streets. They're people that are controlling the streets. We had somebody get on a plane from a certain city this weekend. And in the plane, it was almost completely loaded with, with thugs wearing these dark uniforms, black uniforms with gear and this and that. They're, they're on a plane. Where's the worst place? I'll tell you sometime, but I, I, it's under investigation right now. But they came from a certain city, and this person was coming to the Republican National Convention. And there were like seven people on the plane like this person, and then a lot of people were on the mm -hmm. plane to do big damage. They were coming from Planning for Washington. Yeah, this was all, this is all happening. But and the money is coming from somewhere. Money is coming when, from, how can it be from some very stupid rich people that have no idea that if their thing ever succeeded, which it won't, they will be thrown to the wolves like you've never seen before. So, if that wasn't good enough for you, I don't know what will be. That was the leader of the free world confirming that the Illuminati, also known as the Court of Owls, exists in real life. <laughs> And I know, I know, I know, I am probably the worst. I'm, I'm horrible for that, but he made it too easy. <laughs> In other toxic fan news tonight, Midnight's Edge is still making videos and hate watching all the new Trek on CBS All Access. That is all. And speaking of Trek, because you know we was going to get here at some point, at one point or another, we were going to get to the Trek segment of the show. And uh, on September 24th, Discovery is heading to CBS. And all the fans who stood by their promise to not pay for CBS All Access to watch Disco will get their chance to change their minds. Season one will be airing on regular TV to fill in scheduling gaps created by the pandemic, not because of any arm twisting by the Trekkies. And I ain't the one to gossip, and you ain't heard this from me, but Chris Pine just might come back to the Enterprise. And seems like Paramount is getting their money right, and, uh, and the Trek project is getting the go-ahead. Now, this is still in the rumor phase, so I'll, we'll keep our ear to the ground to see if it gains any traction. One more piece of Star Trek related news before I get into Kiss, Mary Kill and the Trek universe. There's a rumor that this season of Disco may see the return of a fan favorite. And not just of any fan favorite, a big fan favorite of the Trek universe. So uh, I know this season is 1,000 years in the future. And there's probably not even a federation in this period of time. Still, this rumor has enough canon backing it up to be credible. So for a mystery care package to the first person to tell me who the character is and how their appearance aligns with canon, I will send you this mystery care package if you are in the U.S., only because y'all know what our postal service is right, like right now. And also, 
I'm a broke podcaster. I think we went over this poor podcaster. So I can't do the, the overseas shipping. So I can't wait till I can either so that I can include others in this type of a giveaway. So if you want to hop on getvocal.com slash channels slash after the snap, I'll accept responses. Or if I don't get the response that I'm looking for tonight, I will also accept answers at afterthesnap at gmail.com. So good luck. I hope that you all uh, participate and I hope somebody gets it right. On to Kiss, Mary Kill in the Trent universe. And I don't know how many people have played this game. It, the, the first one, the first word in my version of the game is kiss, but it's not usually kiss. <laughs> it's a different word, but uh, I, for some reason, I'm, I'm deciding to be politically correct tonight. Just tonight, though. Don't look forward to this on any other night. So kiss, marry, kill is basically you're going to get three choices. You can kiss one, you can marry one, and you can kill one. And that's it. You get, uh, and I'm doing it with the Trek characters. And I've got, I've got my little box where I'll be picking out my characters to see who is in the running. Mix it all up. Make sure that I got it right. All right. Let's see who's first. The first round of Kiss Mary Kill. We got Worf, Odo, and Tuvok. Worf, Odo, and Tuvok. Now, as, as silly as I might seem at times, I, I've been also been known to be a little bit too serious at times. I don't, uh, people who really know me probably see a sillier side of me. And, you know, uh, but people who don't, they say I'm real serious. So this is a tough category because these are all rather serious people. But if I have to choose, I'm killing Odo. Bye, Odo. You got to go, baby. Um, you switch around and change up too much. You can, you, I don't know. And I walk in my room and you're a piece of furniture. That might bother me. So I got to kill you. So now it's between Worf and Tuvok. Who am I going to kiss and who am I going to marry? And Worf. You know, I, I look at him, he has children, he has a child at least. He has one child, plus that one that he kind of adopted and brought into his family and then we never saw again. So because he's kind of a deadbeat, <laughs> I really can't see myself marrying him. Uh, Worf would probably just get a kiss, like the briefest of kisses, and Tuvok I would take his hand in holy matrimony because you see how real he is about his. You see how faithful he was to his wife. He had been lost in the Gamma Quadrant for how long? And, and I mean, he had a couple opportunities. He, he didn't really, he didn't cheat. And I think that is an admirable trait. So Tuvok, I would marry. I would marry. All right. So round one is down. Let's go to the next round and see. Who am I kissing, marrying, or killing? Oh, God. I, I see the, the last one, so I know who the first two are. Okay. Got to kiss one, kill one, marry one. Damar, Garrick, and Ducat. Now, those are our Deep Space Nine resident uh, <laughs> Cardassians, and I ain't talking about Kim and them. <laughs> so, of this bunch... Ducat, we already know, Ducat is the most evil person on the planet. Ducat is out of there. I'm killing him right off the bat without any second thoughts. So you got Damar and Garrick as who am I kissing and who am I, who am I marrying? And uh, I, I guess I'll kiss Damar and I'll marry Garrick. And the only reason... I didn't do it the other way around is because uh, Garrick is so freaking funny. So yes, he's an evil person. Yes, he might fuck around and turn on me and become like a member of the, uh, I forgot the name of it. Yeah, 
he, he might flip it and turn back to the dark side. Let's say that. Um, but he's funny. He would make me laugh. And, you know, as serious as I, I, I say I am, I do enjoy laughing a bit. I like a, a funny guy. Everybody can't be serious. So, uh, yeah, Garrick would make me laugh. So Garrick is a keeper. And the kiss would go to Damar, and it would be a very quick one. <laughs> My next one was McCoy, Bashir, and the EMH. Now, um, easy peasy for me. I'm definitely killing McCoy. <laughs> he is... Too flipping negative. He's always got some smart ass, I'm not a doctor, but type shit to say. And I particularly, I don't find him humorous. I don't at all. So McCoy, bye-bye. So now between Bashir and the EMH, who would I marry? I would marry Bashir. Bashir would be able to provide me with a very good life in the, as being like, a super genius, a doctor in the Federation. The EMH is kind of, he's kind of pigeonholed to where he go with his mobile emitter. And I kind of like to be spontaneous sometimes. So we would have to know every minute where we were going and what we were doing because he'd have to have that mobile emitter. And I, I really don't have time for that. You know, I give him a kiss. I, I won't feel bad about that, but I don't have, I don't have time <laughs> to have to find your emitter every time we try to go someplace. So the EMH, you're out of there. Bashir would be my husband in holy matrimony. And he's fine. I don't know how many of you guys watch Deep Space Nine. If for no other reason, you need to watch it for Bashir. He is fine. And if you don't want to watch that, then watch, uh, oh, where he played, uh, gosh. He played Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. So you can, he, he's bad. He's, he's a nice looking dude. <laughs> My next one. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that. Chakotay, Riker, and Trip. I got to kiss one, marry one, kill one. Bye-bye, Chakotay. You out of there, bruh. I'm killing you. I'm killing you because I, you're not interesting at all to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Trip, Trip, I'm marrying. Trip, I, yeah, he's he's nice. <laughs> okay, and then uh, Riker, Riker has been with everything in every galaxy. He's almost as bad as Kirk, and yet I would still kiss him. But I would not, I would not Deanna Troy. I would not marry him. So, Chakotay, Riker, and Trip. Chakotay goes. Trip is my husband and Riker is a kiss. Okay, now it's getting good. I got the original series Pike, the Kelvin Pike, and the Discovery Pike. Gotta kiss one, marry one, kill one. All right, TOS Pike. Honestly, and the only reason I'm saying this is because we we don't particularly get to know him very well. <laughs> so we know that uh, he dies kind of quickly. So bye-bye. I, I might as well kill you if you're going to die anyway. But even though we know all three of these pikes die, at least I get a little opportunity to kiss on Discovery Pike a little bit. We know he's going to die, but, you know, I still, I'm going to give him a kiss because you can actually get an opportunity to see his personality and find out why he is kiss worthy. But if I got to get married, it's going to be to the Kelvin Pike, the Kelvin Pike. And the reason why is because he lived the longest. <laughs> I do not want to be a widow that soon. So Kelvin Pike, was actually around for a pretty long time as far as the uh is what we could see in the Kelvin timeline. And uh yeah, because he had the longest lifespan, I would marry him because I, I gotta become a, a widow at some point anyway. 
at least we would have some happy days together. Okay, going on to the next. Okay, this is the alien version, Saru, Phlox, and Neelix. I got to kiss one, marry one, kill one. And Saru, I'm going to kiss. <laughs> Y'all thought I was going to kill Saru. Are you out of your mind? I couldn't kill Saru. I could kill Neelix, though. Neelix got to go. Yeah, Neelix, you out of there. Peace. And uh, Flox, I would marry because why not? I could marry three other people. And he could marry three other people and we still would be in like in line with actually being cool. Like we, we're married, but we can still marry other people. That's win-win. <laughs> that is a win-win for me. So yes, I would marry flocks happily. All right. I've got... Uh, Mayweather, Paris, and Data. And who would I kill? Peace to Paris. He only got eyes for Balana anyway. I don't have those funky ridges on my head. I do have some wet white curls coming down in my face, but I don't have those funky ridges. So peace to the Paris. Uh, Data, I would kiss because he has no concept of what these things mean anyway. And Mayweather could get it. If we was playing the other game, Mayweather would get it. <laughs> but if the only way that I could do this and be, uh, and be ladylike is to marry him, then damn it, I'll marry Mayweather. And we will have a boring story arc together. All right. I got a few more and then it's going to be time for me to say goodbye to all my family. Um, okay. I got Archer, Cisco, and Picard. This might be the toughest one ever because somebody got to die. Somebody got to die. And out of the three of these people, we know one of them kind of poof, disappears anyway. So uh, even though Cisco is my favorite captain and I love him, and if terms were different, I would marry him. But because I know that eventually between them seven years of his show running, that I would be, uh, I would have to be without him. I'm thinking I'd go ahead on and kill him and just get it out the way now. Just kill him. And kissing. I just love, love, love. And I, you could call me crazy. I got a, like a little thing for old men. Not like I want to date one or marry one or nothing like that. I just like to look out for older men. <laughs> so, for instance, you know, my mother passed away when I was young. So my dad raised me from like the time I was 12, me and my sister and my brothers, till here I am now at 47. So when I see older men now, and because I'm so many miles away from my daddy, I just want to, I just want to love on them like a, a father figure. So Picard would get all my kisses because I would, I just love, love, love old men like that. I do. So he would get my hugs and kisses and Archer would get my hand in marriage because he also is bad. He's, he's fine. Uh, yeah. And he was a hell of a, he's a hell of a captain with what he was given. He did a great job. Fight me going on to the next. Scotty O'Brien. Or Jordy, kiss, Mary kill. Well, for me, uh, Scotty gotta go. Scotty gotta go. You got too many excuses. You be lying. Thomas is gonna take you five hours to do this. You know it's not gonna take five hours. You're lying. You want buffer buffer time. 
that's a little lower decks reference. So hopefully, hopefully you're right here. <laughs> but yeah, so Scotty, you gone. I can't, I can't do it. Now, O'Brien and Jordy. Hmm. Because I know that O'Brien is one heck of a family man. He's had the opportunity to uh, to be a piece of crap in the holodeck and everywhere else. And he kind of would never uh, cheat or hear his bromance with, with Bashir. But I can live with that. So I think I would marry O'Brien and Jordy I would kiss. And the only reason I wouldn't marry Jordy is because it kind of kind of creepy what you did with that with that uh, character in that holiday. That was that would concern me. Yeah, I would really be concerned about what <laughs> about what you were doing every time you went to the holiday. See, I know that O'Brien can be trusted in the holiday, but but you, Jordy, I don't. No, <laughs> no. So next, Mirror Universe Kirk, the original series regular Kirk, and the Kelvin Kirk. The, okay, uh, Mirror Universe Kirk, you out of that. But I'm not 100% sure I even want to kiss the original series Kirk. <laughs> For a lot of people, Kirk wasn't a problem and wasn't an issue. But for me, sometimes Kirk got on my nerves, and and it's only because he used to uh, he used to do the he used to do uh, the overacting thing just a little too much. I got wrapped up in something else. Like you see, how I can't push buttons and talk at the same time. So yeah. He he just did too much. He was just too over the top. I don't even really know if I want to kiss him. But the Kelvin Kirk, that's Chris Pine. And yeah, I could I could see myself being a hundred percent down to be with the Kelvin Kirk. I got, I think, three more in here. I wish I had somebody to play this stupid game with. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. This is the original series Khan, the Wrath of Khan Khan, and the Kelvin Khan. So I'm killing the, the Wrath of Khan Khan. I'm, I'm killing him. Wrath of Khan Khan, Wrath of Khan, <laughs> Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> and the, the original series Khan, if I have to kiss somebody, it would be him. That Kelvin Khan. Yeah, he could get it. <laughs> he could get it. And, you know, this is usually, that would be a difficult one because it's it's villains. But, you know, Khan, first of all, um, he, he was genetically engineered almost to be a villain. So is that his fault? Is it his fault that he's just a bad guy? would do anything to to uh protect his group of people his other what do you call them i forgot what we call them see i call the kelvin con benedict cumberbatch and he could be called anything and i would be down i love him as dr strange i love him as sherlock holmes i love him as patrick melrose um there's nothing that he could really do that would make me choose anybody over Benedict Cumberbatch. So now y'all, you know, you, you know where my, my soft spot is. I really wish he would be Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who, but, uh, well, I haven't been able to watch it because it's no longer on Amazon and I don't know where to find it and I can't pay for another thing <laughs> anyway. So, oh my. I was hoping this would be the last one when I wasn't coming out with this one. And I think it's, yeah, I still got one more in there. And when I wasn't coming out with this one, I was like, yeah, this, this should be the last one. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make it the last one because there's one more in here besides this one. So I'm going to get this one out the way first. <clears throat> we got Sulu, Chekhov, and Kim. 
Sulu, Chekhov, and Kim. And I'm going to kill Chekhov for just for no other reason, just bye. <laughs> and then Sulu, I'm going to kiss. And Kim, I'm going to marry because, well, you know, it's something about, there's something about a very uh, funny man and there's something about a very serious, loyal man. And then there's something about a man who hasn't had an awful lot of experience and I would have to teach him damn near everything. Now, when you have a person like that, it's like, uh, yeah, when you have a person that you have to teach everything, it's almost like I have to build a man. I'm just like Build-A-Bear, except it's Build-A-Man. I'm Build-A-Man Workshop. So, yes, I would build a man out of Kim. <laughs> Last but not least, the one that I was looking forward to the absolute most was the original series Spock, the Kelvin Timeline Spock, or the Discovery Spock. I got to kiss one, marry one, kill one. And I'm killing Spock from the Kelvin Timeline. I am killing him. He was just, uh, he's, not, he's not too stiff. But it's something about that iteration of Spock. I didn't dislike him, but if I got to choose, he's gone. He's out of there. Now, the original series Spock and the Discovery Spock. I got to kiss one and I got to marry the other one. So I am marrying the original series Spock because, like I told you, there is something about... Uh, a serious person that it, I, I find that sexy, even because I mean, without me, people think that I'm so serious. And look at look at what I'm doing here on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? On a Friday night, this is where I'm at, and this is what I'm doing. I'm all dressed up with nowhere to go. And I would like to grow old with a person who can just teach me and just everything that I say. They take it a hundred percent seriously and tell me. Uh, logic, just logic. Now, the discovery Spock is sexy as hell. However, he is too, uh, he's, he's not, he hasn't grown into how to deal with the two sides of his, his uh, heritage, his human side and his Vulcan side. I don't want to teach nobody how to be either one of those. I can't teach you how to be a whole human. <laughs> and and you're you you I, can, I definitely can't teach you how to be a Vulcan. So yeah, I kiss on you for a little while, but when it comes to getting married, I'm marrying the original series spot because I actually I that was my first uh Star Wars love anyway. Well, everybody else was checking for Kirk and everybody else was checking for Chekhov and other characters. I don't know who else in the original series would actually look like, you know, ooh, yeah. I have always had a thing for Spock, always. <clears throat> so original series Spock would be my husband. And if I had to choose, kiss, marry, and kill out of all the people I kissed, married, and killed already, I am marrying the original series Spock every single time. Every single time. Everybody else is just a passing whim for me. Spock is the person that I have loved the most for the longest. So you tell me, who should I do a kiss, marry, kill with the next time? Should I do it with the Batmans? Should I do it with the Superman universe? Should I do it with the MCU? Should I do it with what? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> also, let me know what you, uh, what you thought of all of today's topics, everything that we discussed. You can, again, find me at afterthesnap at gmail.com. You can also catch up with me on Twitter at SnapAfter and on Facebook at After the Snap. You can, uh, oh, and then get vocal. I'm here on Fridays. I upload this show on Sundays to my podcast feed. Um, I got lots of 
other stuff that I, I was supposed to be talking about the Twilight Zone because I remember the things that I said when I was drunk last week when I get drunk this week. <laughs> so I have remembered that I was supposed to be talking about those first two episodes of the Twilight Zone. And spoiler alert, I like the episodes, but just like I thought about last season, I feel like they go on and on and on and on. I feel like we can make these episodes shorter. So if we want to hear more about what I thought about these episodes and going further, I'm going to go ahead and watch two more uh, this week. And I'm also going to watch uh, two more episodes of The Boys, two more episodes. And um, I've already watched my episode of Lower Decks for the week. And I, I enjoyed this episode. And I'm hoping, like I, I listened to a discussing Trek and they're starting to to be on my on the same page as me with the uh with the lower decks and they also came up with something i thought i was a perv because like the name of the the episode before this one that just came out was moist vessel now first of all i hate the word moist but secondly i was like boy that sounds sexual but i actually was mad at myself like how in the world do you do what what kind of pervert are you that's what i thought about myself like what kind of perv am i but i find out i am not the only one because and, and and there was lots of innuendo in there so i can breathe easier knowing that i am just not just this this disgustingly perverse person it, it, like, has it really been that long Tasha where you were, you were seeking this shit in a cartoon but it wasn't just me <laughs> so I ask everyone to continue uh, to support my friends over at the Discussing Trek podcast and uh, all the whole the entire Discussing Network I love these guys they, they, they make my day but that made my day because I really thought that I was a perv. <laughs> With all of that, I appreciate everybody for coming and joining me this week. It has been fun. I will catch up with everybody next week. Remember, uh, remember to be kind to one another. You never know what another person is going through. You don't. We shouldn't have to end podcasts like this. But I, I do want everyone to know we should be nice. We should be kind to one another join each other here again to complain about the sci-fi universe or just to get some things off of our chest i appreciate you all so very much for joining me and uh you better live long and prosper peace